0: The City are still alive here, Balotelli, Aguero! Back, Fuchs,
1: and the ball in behind Damian Barney!
0: It's 11, it's heaven for Jamie Barney!
1: Oh! You, 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 you are an ostrich. Well, your head must be in the sand. Is your head in the sand? Can you, are you flexible enough to get your head in the sand?
0: Now the fans are shouting every week Louis van Gaal's army. <laughs> Louis van Gaal's army. Feet after a fabulous start the game just got away from you there. I have nothing nothing to say. Nothing to say about the game at all. Oh, Oh, yeah oh sam it's like the day before christmas i tell you that much indeed opening day Tamara. how do you feel about the friday game i actually i'm not the biggest fan of it i i don't mind i like either friday or monday not both but you know beggars can't be choosers i like
1: friday i just don't like man city versus burnley that's that's possibly fair. the worst worst matchup you could come up with honestly I would have liked to see uh, like Luke would have been cool than Burnley
0: yeah we we know it's gonna happen
1: we know what's gonna happen we know Burnley even though it's it's a different Burnley but still it's Burnley you know
0: yes Um,
1: but you know it is what it is Saturday is the real deal Saturday and Sunday big action yes very exciting. Yeah. Nonetheless. And plenty of news just in the, the past hour or so even yes. coming out of the Premier League. So lots to cover in this episode. Let's get right to it.
0: Yeah. We got ten, a lot. We got one. a lot. Yes. So let's start off, Sam. Number ten. We got Brentford.
1: Brentford. Last year ninth walk, place.
0: Walk us through it.
1: Ninth place personnel. Their formations—they like to play a mix of four-three-three three, and then also a back three slash back five at times. Three-five-two, four-five-three-two. Obviously, big players. Ivan Tony is going to be banned for a good solid chunk of the season—roughly mm-hmm. half the season, I think. Um, Thereabouts. So that's obviously a huge miss. That's their best player. And then you have the supporting cast, uh, Jensen, Mbumo, Ben Mee, guys like that. And uh, Mbumo had a great end of the season last year after Tony was out.
0: Yeah, you really saw peak years last year out of a, a lot of their defenders. Pinnock, very solid. Mee, you were always a big Ben Mee guy at Burnley. You generated oh, yeah. him over Tarkovsky. It's one of those things where he performed even better than I think most people thought. He stepped up when, uh, Pontius Jansen went out pretty early in the year for the rest of the year. Um, so it's one of those things where you can't really expect those guys to play as well as they did last year. Yet they're getting a lot more back in terms of healthy players, with like I air and whatnot. But, Mm uh, yeah, like you said about Tony, obviously a top five striker in the league, no doubt. You can make the case top three. Um, it's really going to set them back, uh, obviously, attack-wise. And it's one of those things where it really distinguishes them from, you know, teams like Crystal Palace and whatnot. Now it kind of throws them a little closer to the Crystal Palace tier, Bournemouth tier kind of teams in our books. Um, not as clear-cut, but there's a distinct gap where it's like, okay, they'll for sure stay up and that. Because, yeah. I mean, there's a chance... You know, you have we have the ceiling basement at between nine and fourteen, and it could even be a slightly lower than fourteen. But I think fourteen is a good number. Um, I think you know the big thing will be that the secondary attackers really stepping up, and it's which young guys will blossom, you know, if any, for yeah. them.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, nine nine through fourteen for the ceiling in the basement, like you said. It's hard to imagine them getting much higher than ninth just because the quality of teams above them is just immense. And and
0: look, you're capped by Tony, to be quite you're frank. You're capped
1: by Tony, and you're capped by the fact that you don't spend that much money.
0: Um, True.
1: But on the other hand, you have teams below you that are just complete dumpster fire, like Wolves <laughs> and Everton <laughs> and Sheffield United and Luton, so... You got a pretty good uh, cushion there.
0: Yes. Yeah. So I guess my main thing was, you know, when I look at them, which young guys will step up, like we're talking about, whether it's Shada, Keen, Lewis, Potter, Damsgard, and then also the goalkeeper drop-off, because Raya was probably, I would say, top five goalkeeper last year. To make the case for top three is pretty much Ivan Tony of goalkeepers in a sense last year, but. How do you feel about that? First off about the attacking options, and then second about the goalkeeping options.
1: Yeah, I I like the attacking options. It's just the opportunity is there for these guys. They have to take it, though. It's not just going to happen. Shada, we saw some flashes last season. Uh, I think he could develop into a great player. Keen Lewis Potter, he's one that has the potential there as well. Um, and then we saw Mbumo have a great end of the season. If he can keep up that form, that would be immense. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. Um, We're looking optimistically at him. Solid midfield, solid D. Should be enough to anchor them in the mid-table, but you know, Thomas Frank's going to have his work cut out for him about this, uh, kind of how he's going to formulate the attack, because mm-hmm. obviously a big chunk of what they do is – set pieces and whatnot and dead ball situations. And they always capitalize on that, but you know, you can never always just rely on that. They're going to have to manufacture some goals from live action, live play. Yeah,
1: for sure. And like you mentioned, the goalkeeper situation, the big news coming out yesterday, David Raya to Arsenal, pretty much a done deal alone with a potential obligation to buy very shortly. Sounds like maybe just after a few appearances, and that's more so for the financial fair play aspect of it. But
0: my... Brentford fumbled the bag a little bit on that one, not selling Raya for, I mean, asking for 40. They probably could have got like 30, 35 from Tottenham. So did they really... Bumble it probably not they didn't lose that much but
1: it sounds it sounds like the have... end total is going to be around 30 for arsenal so
0: yeah so
1: not not the worst but it was more funny that
0: they tottenham... pretty much turned down the same offer from like guaranteed money from tottenham right now and then it opted to give them to arsenal for less money now and then in the future they'll get more
1: yeah it, it was just more so funny that tottenham immediately got scared off when they could have struck a deal for obviously less than forty, you know, yeah, it, it didn't sound like they. Daniel Levy was like, it. "Oh, and we uh, cannot,
0: we cannot do that."
1: Yeah, Brentford on the other hand, if they would have sold earlier, they could have potentially better reinvested the funds. You know, yes. it's pretty close to yeah. the start of the season here. Obviously, this weekend being the the first game, so um, yeah. So my my dilemma, and conclusion here: big question, obviously. Ivan Tony, how do they cope? You mentioned they're going to have to manufacture some goals from open play. Can't just rely on set pieces there. Um, and like we talked about, some of the other young guys going to have to step up and take on a bigger role in the team.
0: Yes, absolutely. And Same then, was bold prediction for Brentford.
1: The bold prediction is that they spent fifty percent of the season in the bottom half of the table. And the reason I say this I like. is because of Ivan Tony.
0: Yes. I I like your bold predictions. I only had one or two good ones last week. You yours were pretty in fuego. I put the thinking cap like,
1: on. Trying to get a little creative.
0: Yes. Let's move on. Ninth place. They were in sixth place last year. We're talking about Brighton and Hove, Albion. Um, personnel four two three one. Obviously, you got Sam's guy, Lewis Dunk. Got Doctor Dribbles out there, and you got a whole lot of young mm-hmm. attacking players with a whole lot of potential going on out here. Um, mainly Evan Ferguson and Joao Pedro. Uh, staples like Solly March and Pascal Gross in the team as well. Uh. Yeah, I mean, we just found out massive news there. Caicedo's for sure going. It's whether it's to Chelsea or Liverpool. And right now, you know, Brighton has said they're going to sell it to the highest bidder. And right now it sounds like 110 million pounds for um, Liverpool and 100 million pounds for Chelsea. So it looks like it'll be going to, uh, to Liverpool. And it's one of those things where Caicedo said that he wants to go to Chelsea. But, you know, as you said, he twerks for the. Uh, the big clubs I think he just wants One big move
1: Yeah Honestly 110 million For Caicedo And don't get me wrong Caicedo's a great player But he's had About one good season here So you're yeah. paying More for Caicedo Than for Rice Who we've seen Perform at this level For years uh, And it's also You know Theoretically Has the English tax Yeah right? So Is is the English tax no longer. You you
0: don't know you don't know about the Ecuadorian tax, my friend.
1: That is true. That is true.
0: You don't know about the Brighton tax, the Tony Bloom tax, brother. He swindles everyone. Yeah. Um, we'll get a little more in Caicedo later with Liverpool and Chelsea, and probably more Liverpool the way it's shaping up. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I I just Brighton have such a good kind of foundation with their club right now um, that I'm yeah. not super worried about it. I'll just say it. Yeah. The talent drain eventually catches up to the small teams, but I, I think Brighton's well off of uh, having to worry about that. Mm-hmm. Keys to success, Sam. It's the attacking play. The DeJerby ball. You go fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're looking to push the pace. You're clearly just trying to win the ball back as soon as possible and run right at the team. Yeah. Uh, I guess my main my main question with them is what is the primary eleven? Who slots where? And that kind of goes back to all the the depth. It's so it's tremendous that they have so much young depth. But it's like who steps up and who's starting right now? Like with attack, is it Joe Pedro you spent thirty mil on, or is it Ferguson who's playing well to end the year? They're mm-hmm. so loaded they can loan out guys like Undav. Um, yeah. Wonder how guys like Mo Dahoud slide in if he just is a direct replacement for McAllister right off the bat. We'll see. I mean, there's there's a few questions about it. Um, I just like the talent and uh, the play style with the manager works. The players make sense, so I, I d- would expect them to have success this year.
1: Yeah, definitely a lot of options. We even saw that towards the end of last season where they were going with some pretty big changes in their rotations, just trying out different guys, giving some younger guys some minutes. Yeah, um, some
0: younger guys like Jason Steele. Jason
1: Steele, yeah, Um But I wouldn't be surprised if they start the season off kind of in the same way, seeing what works, especially with the personnel change. You know, Kaiseido and McAllister, the big ones, leaving. So they'll just have to try some things and see what works. Uh, For the ceiling and basement, I've got 7 to 12, obviously, last year. Sixth place. But my line of thinking was that there were a lot of big clubs last year that really just Fumbled the bag, as they say. Liverpool's first half of the year was horrendous. They Chelsea, were in Chelsea was... Ach-
0: bowly was running a social experiment.
1: Yes, they were <laughs> continuing Charity FC in the Bollie era. Yes. Um, you got Tottenham, who's, who's, who, who was Tottenham. And then yes. you have United, who started off like complete garbage and got battered by Brentford 4-0 in like the second week of the season. So... Yes. So obviously, it's hard to imagine all those will line up like they did last season. So that's why this late downgrade. But um, you know, seven to twelve. I think that gives us a decent enough range where it's. I would say so. There's European a potential football, for drop off. Yeah.
0: You have you have to figure out the lineups? It won't be as smooth as last year, but they'll still be good because the talents there and mm-hmm. the the systems there especially with how much young depth there is the players will continue to grow um yeah and then uh, you know it's it's one of those things where i think one of them's bound to pop off and not just i think Joel Pedro is going to be in for an amazing year but i think there's another guy whether it's Ferguson or uh, the main guy in my eye on is in Ciso the way he kind of ended the year last year yeah um that guy's got to be one of the best not just talent necessarily but just pure strikers of the ball in the league already uh it seems like whenever he gets a hold of one it's just a belter um, but we'll we'll see we will see also Adam Webster back this year in terms of uh you know a normal staple for Brighton but last year out for stretches at times
1: yeah that'll definitely help if he can stay fit especially considering that Obviously, no Levi Colwill this year back to Chelsea. Um, mm-hmm. My dilemma here is just like what you mentioned—just uh, a couple of question marks on the lineup. Dahoud does he come in to fill uh, the spot of McAllister, or do they try a few different options there? And then also, you know, how do these young guys continue to de- develop? Ferguson, obviously, a big one in CISO. But then you got kind of the secondary guys like uh, Buonanotte who have the potential to be uh, really good as well. So that'll be interesting to watch. And then my bold prediction is that one young star will be sold in the winter window.
0: Who you have your eye on that it's going to be?
1: I'm thinking in CISO. I've seen he's already been uh, attracting various clubs. I think Napoli was a big one that I saw were interested in already. But you know, Ferguson, there's such a lack of good strikers. I'd rather have Ferguson than Hoyland, personally. Yeah. Um but
0: Well I'm I I like Holland, but uh not on United, but we'll we'll get to that. We'll get to that. I agree. Um I think if I had to give a bold prediction, I think it'll be that uh, we'll say three guys are double-digit goals for him. Wow. Yeah.
1: And I could bold. see... Uh, bold. Bold. Pedro having a good year, like a sneaky good year that people aren't quite having. In I think moderation. it's one of those
0: things where uh, this year, it's it's one of those things where you don't want to read too much into preseason. But watching him on the ball, he looks like he's like on another level from some of these guys. But
1: Yeah, especially now that he's in a system that can really benefit him as opposed to being stuck did in you... Watford jail.
0: I was going to say, did you not watch <laughs> Chisco Munez football? Good sir.
1: Uh, yeah. <laughs> the Georgian champion.
0: Yes. Let's move on to number eight. I think this is uh this is kinda low, but it is what it is. Um it's really a toss between eight and seven with this team. I think a lot of people people need to pump their jets on this team or pump their brakes. Everyone cool your jets with this team. <laughs> we yeah. have Villa at eight. Um I think they'll still be really good. Last year seventh, obviously. Personnel mix of four, two, three, one, little four, four, two action. Obviously, Ollie Watkins, John McGinn, Mr. Ramsey, the big-time players. It'll be interesting to see how much they're really relying on Diaby this year. I think he's going to be a very, very impressive player for them. Obviously, Tyrone Mings and Emmy Martinez kind of create the spine of the, the defense and goalkeeping. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, it'll be interesting to see You know, how Alcanza played pretty well to end the year. Where Torres plays if he's more their main European guy, and he rotates in every once in a while in the Premier League, but we'll see uh ceiling basement seven to eleven Sam the keys to success for villa what are we looking at
1: Ollie Watkins must cook that was a big- <laughs> big part of their success in the second half of the season he's been
0: killing it this preseason again i I don't know, yeah, he was absolutely I don't know.
1: nuts um. In terms of secondary goal-scoring options, that's it's a little concerning. Uh, Buendia just suffered a... Yeah,
0: that's brutal. ACL. ACL. Some knee ligament. Yeah,
1: serious knee injury. So Pretty
0: much going to be out for almost the year, you would imagine, or good, at least three quarters of it.
1: Yeah, so that's looking rough. Uh, Leon Bailey never was like a consistent threat, but Diaby coming in is a really nice addition there. Yes, Um and then you have Jacob Ramsey, who had a great second half of the season as well. He He's one that can contribute to the goals, so I like that option there. And then an area of concern I have is uh, fullbacks. More so the tactical positioning. They like to push up Cash and Moreno really high up the pitch, leaving them at times exposed, so that's potential for... An area that could be exploited. And then also kind of like the depth of fullbacks, especially playing in Europe this season.
0: What are you trying to say about Luka Dinier?
1: Luka Dinier is very (laughs)
0: washed. (laughs) 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 Um, Yeah. Unfortunate. Yeah, I would say my main question for their aspirations this year is are they able to make a Newcastle-esque jump to go to the top four? Newcastle, we could see it last year. Um, we could see it coming. I think we ended up having them in our predictions fifth. Uh, but we talked about how they could easily end up in that champions league spot. It's just one of those things. They didn't have Europe last year. And that's a huge factor. Yeah. Uh, to look at. Meanwhile, Villa, they will have the Europa conference league Thursdays bit tougher. Bit tougher Mm -hmm. premier league does not has never historically really helped you out with, uh, the Thursday games all that much but yeah it's what it is not great um but you know optimistically there's a lot that you can look forward to solid end of the year there are rumors about some guys leaving guys like emmy martinez still able to keep them added key players to all facets of the squad think about that diaby telemans and torres attack midfield and defense all got a major major player that's huge
1: yeah Yeah, I really like the depth of their squad. Um, Pretty much every position outside of fullback is just, like, stacked, and they have great options, and they have a really nice squad, you know, looking to compete both in the Premier League and in uh, the Europa Conference League. So I like that aspect. You know, some teams, they, they get into the European spots, and then they don't realize, like, oh, we need... More depth. They think they can just get yes. by on what they had, but Villa made some really smart signings. Really like Tielemans on the free Diaby, yeah. great great signing there, and Torres, good experience at the back as well. My dilemma for Villa would be well, one there's a lot of hype, like you mentioned, um, so that's potentially you know, some added pressure. And of course they have to compete in Europe this season, but also how long does it take to figure out the winning combination? That's kind of the flip side of having a lot of depth is that sometimes it takes a while to figure out who your best options are.
0: Yeah. I mean, and that's the, the, there's something about a few of these teams are so deep that it's, it's truly impressive. We never really had teams like this outside the big six for so long that they'd always just, they patch it together for a year or two and then they kind of fall off, yeah. you know? And a lot of times it was built around one or two guys. And then it really kind of just kind of landed flat on its face. Right. Um, but no, I mean, you see Newcastle, you see Villa, you see Brighton, just really impressive what they're doing. Um, uh, I think Villa will make a nice run in the Europa Conference League. I think they'll be kind of spotty in the Premier League in terms of runs, but we'll see.
1: Yeah. My bold prediction for Aston Villa this year is that Diaby wins player of the year for uh, Villa.
0: I like that. I like it a lot.
1: Yeah. All right. Moving on to the next team, Tottenham Hotspur in seven. Last year, finished eighth. Personnel, the formations they liked to play last year, some variation of three at the back. But new system, obviously, with Ainge coming in 4-3-3, a lot with Celtic last season. Big players. Kane, the big news just mere moments ago. Yeah. Sounds like he's going to Bayern Munich.
0: Get your leader Hosen Harry.
1: Alvider's in. Finally, he leaves. Huh.
0: You think he said that with his mouth agape to Daniel Levy? Off I'm off. I'm off to Bayern.
1: I hope so. I <laughs> I surely hope so. You know, it sounded like for a second that finally they agreed, Tottenham and Bayern, and then Kane got cold feet. But it sounds like the deal is going through, and he will be a Bayern Munich player. So that'll be uh. Weird to see uh Kane not in the nope. Spurs.
0: So do you think he just goes to Bayern for like 3 years, wins some trophies, maybe a Champions League and then comes back and just farms off like United checks. United's still like yes, we need Harry Kane when he's like 32. Is that you think that's what it is or what what's the play for Harry Kane?
1: Yeah, I think that's a good possibility.
0: Okay. That makes sense.
1: Yeah. Um so, but,
0: so Yeah, back to back to Tottenham. Yeah, now back, that they don't have Harry Kane, Do you move them down to below Villa and below Brighton? You know the ninth?
1: It's, it's 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 possible. It's possible.
0: Seventh feels like a lot for the the goal scoring hole that will be missing.
1: Yeah, I think so. Especially considering the new manager coming in. Um I feel like these these positions are kind of flexible yes six through through eighth or whatever it was yeah Sixth through ninth even yeah i think uh you know anything could happen here especially now we got we got kane leaving they've got a new manager here uh, they got good town like Kulishevsky and madison but it's, it's going to be a different uh, Tottenham than what we're used to. I had their ceiling at four through eight. That probably shifts down to more like, you know, six through 10, even.
0: Yeah. Ten, ten's fair. I don't think they could do much worse than
1: 10. I mean, Kane has been hard carrying for quite a while here.
0: Scored over 40% of their goals last year, right?
1: Must have, at least 40%. Yeah.
0: I don't remember it was, anyone uh, else scoring. It's between 40 and 50. Yeah. Oh, you don't remember Suns hat trick against Leicester City? Yes. Let me remind you real quick. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
1: Uh, so, keys to success. Well, the keys to success were to let Kane do his thing. But this year, it's going to be uh, the, the, the defense will have to be much better than last season. Uh, midfield Is a big area of concern You know it sounded like Hoyberg Was going to leave and go to uh, Atletico Madrid but
0: Even they Even Atletico who takes Tottenham's trash Was like we can't take We can't do that that's not feasible They so, said no way
1: Just a really uninspiring Squad Spurs have Which is kind of stark In contrast to Aston Villa Which we were just talking about I very much do not love this team.
0: Yeah. It's one of those things where I love the Madison signing. Yes. Vandevin's very uh, rich for what it is, but I think that there's a lot of potential in what he has to do. I think they need. I think he's more of a cool head when you have Romero running around like a madman. The keeper signing makes sense. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I kind of like it. It's just you're letting Kane go, but you're getting a hundred mil for him. I don't know. I don't. I don't hate Tottenham summer. I just think that their team isn't. It's it's a necessary kind of rebuild slash retool for their squad. Yeah, it had to be done. You're going on with Mourinho and Conte and stuff, and this illusion that you are an elite team and you are not.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Uh, I guess my main question was last year of Kane, but now we know obviously he's going. Um, will the attack style result more wins? I don't know, but at least, you know, you're not playing like cowards sitting back against Fulham at home. Yeah, that, <laughs>
1: like, that play style last year. You're
0: playing with respect, some self-respect. Uh, I've watched them play. I think that their new manager style is very appealing to watch. I think uh, it would be good if, you know, gave them the right kind of funds. If they're able to sign the guys that they've been signing, I think that there's a chance for them to kind of have a quick turnaround. But I think this year will be some growth. Hopefully they, if things go the way that they've looked this preseason, I hope that uh, they'll stick with this guy because I think, I think he's got a little something-something for him in terms of what, what Tottenham can draw. Because normally Tottenham will hire a Nuno Espirito Santo, and it's like, oh, yeah, that's a great signing for a manager.
1: Yeah, and you know, as they say, when one door closes, another opens. Potential for Tottenham to kind of have a, a, a revitalization, bring in some fresh blood. You know, maybe James Madison can kind of lead that charge into the new new era of Tottenham here, along with the new manager and some other good uh, young guys coming in. My dilemma for this one It was going to be how would Kane and Madison work together, you know, since Kane kind of occupies that number 10 spot at times, but obviously that's not going to be an issue. Now I would say, can Richarlison play like he's not completely fraudulent?
0: Maybe, maybe. I think that what we've seen of Richarlison, it's, this isn't, we've never seen him in a, a system like this. I don't know if this necessarily suits him. Where you want him to be is kind of running a lot of times, but uh, I mean, when he's at Watford, he kind of had a nose for goal more so than when he was at Everton in my books. uh, As far as the play style, it'd make more sense if you look back to his Watford tape than Everton tapes, because Everton, it was just really counter-attack, especially towards the end. Um, I, I... It's one of those things where, you know, Sun has, I guess, a potential for rebound. I just don't see it. I think they missed their window to sell him. They should have sold him, and I think that's why they're selling Kane. Uh, I'm just glad that they at least bolstered the defense and goalkeeper. That's my optimistic look for them. And they have no Europe, so they can at least just focus on the league. But, uh, I think, yeah, just building forward with Kuliszewski, Madison, um... And kind of, you know, having Van De Ven be your younger core of guys in their prime right now is actually a lot better than I think most people would think.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. My bold prediction for Tottenham is that Ainge gets sacked before the end of the season. I could see it. Um, yeah, and I I don't think that's
0: an indictment know, for on sure going
1: to happen or, or it's an indictment on him, but it's just... You know, Tottenham just kind of have that aura about them. But I'm not saying that it's impossible that they could have success under him. I think there's a decent chance, you know, there's pretty much no pressure on them whatsoever at this point. So, you know, potential that they could have a good year, especially without playing in Europe. They can just focus on the Premier League, get some new guys in and, and try and build something new.
0: Yes, I completely agree. Moving Move on, on to six. Yeah, Thanks.
1: I had them a little
0: higher than you, and by a little higher, I mean one spot higher. Yeah, We're talking about Chelsea, last year twelfth. It was the Todd Bowley show. Um, personnel was a mix of everything. They had three different managers, technically four if you want to count the bald, bald man Bruno. Um, their personnel, obviously. Enzo, Reese, James, Tiago, Silva. Uh, ceiling the basement, 4 through 10. I think it's realistically 4 is like 2% chance. And I would say ten's like 2% chance. I think it'll be 5 or 6 is where they end up. Uh, he's to success, Sam. Obviously, Reese, James, staying fit. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of it's going to come down to the the development of these young guys. Uh, and which ones really pop, especially in midfield. Guys like Andre Santos and whatnot.
1: Yeah, for sure. It's kind of like you have a bunch of dice, and you're just going to roll the dice and hope you get a that's, good honestly,
0: honestly, I feel like that's better to just buy, like, you sure, you're going to strike out a bunch, but just buying a bunch of Brazilian wonder kids for 20 million euros is better than spending 100 mil on certain other guys. In my book, or like even eighty mil on guys that are bang average.
1: Yeah, Do I don't think? Hate it
0: Like, would you rather have like three cracks at Brazilian guys for twenty mil each, or would you have Mason Mount?
1: Definitely three cracks at Brazilian guys. Yeah, I mean, look at what's happened with with Paquetá. All of a sudden, now apparently City wants him for eighty-eight mil, and like. Yeah. He, he wasn't even that great last last season. He was like decent yeah. and getting a little better towards the end of the season, but it's like, okay, well, you know, you could bring in these guys for nothing and potentially yeah. even them really at some point.
0: Nothing. I mean, it's still like 30 mil, 35 mil, but still, I mean, that's that's peanuts compared to what a lot of these guys are going market. for, what they can go for now. Yeah. I completely agree with you. Um a main key to success too will definitely be Finding someone who could be solid in front of net. Nicholas Jackson has been insane for them in preseason. Yeah. Um, actually scoring goals. Refused to take the number nine, the cursed number nine. Smart. Very man. smart choice. Um, I guess my main question is, what's their main eleven? Mm-hmm. I. I and this, I guess, is my real main. This is where we really get to the. Nutcutting questions. How long will guys have runs in the team if they stink? Like, what if Mudrick just sucks for the first, like, six games? And Poch is just like, yeah, no, you're out. And we're just rolling with something else. Yeah. Also, the two young, they don't have a ton of experience. I get the idea of clearing out as much as you can, getting rid of that stink from last year. Mm-hmm. All you can really do as far as keeping somewhat veteran players, you have to keep Reese James, have to keep Chillwell. Silva's only got a year left or so so you might as well keep him um Enzo Fernandez you just brought in but after that it's like clear out as much as you can um I think the funniest part of this whole summer has been like people realizing Raheem Sterling sucks yeah it's like were you like asleep for like three years where where have you been
1: they were just seeing him score tap-ins for City and like oh my god this guy's so good
0: I know, and then they'll literally turn around and say that Holland's doing the same thing, and it's not impressive. Meanwhile, Holland will be like kicking a ball that's like way above his head. Yeah, against Dortmund and and stuff. It's like, yeah, and it's like, okay, yep, no, that's the same as Raheem Sterling. Very much. so. right. Um, Optimistic look. They hired the right manager, and I think it's been evident this whole preseason. I can't believe Chelsea fans wanted Luis Enrique and Nagelsmann. I'm never gonna forget that. Because yeah, as soon as they sack Potter, I was like, why is it not Pochettino? It, 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 he knows the league. Uh, he's a world-class guy, but it is what is. Um, the risky and young signings have shown potential, and they've looked decent at times. Even some of the guys that they're going to loan out, like the Cassidy, or whatever, the Italian kid that they're loaning out to Leicester, it's like he could mm-hmm. realistically probably be on their team, but he just needs game time, so it's like, throw him out there. For uh, on a loan, but last year of Thiago Silva, so you got to milk that um, leadership out of him in that experience, and then the no Europe at least, so you're just going to be focused, and they finished so bad last year that they have to play in the second round of the FA Cup, so they have to play Wimbledon they get even more cup games <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what Todd Bowley was going for, he's like, we're going for the ultimate FA Cup grind yes Sam, what's your dilemma with Chelsea?
1: My dilemma is just, well, we talked about the potential benefits for the these unknown young Brazilian guys. It also has potential to go very wrong. Very true. <laughs> uh, like you said, a lot of uh, inexperience in the squad, a lot of unknown qualities here. There's potential for it to be great, but also potential that it could go really bad, and that's kind of why I did four through ten as a ceiling through basement, because I just see like there's there's a possibility for just about everything with this team. It's not like okay, yeah, we know just about kind of where they'll be, you know, in these couple of spots. No one
0: truly knows.
1: It's just kind of wild, um, you know, bringing anything in all these uh, unknown guys. And then my big concern is the midfield depth is like a big red flag. Um, And then last season goal scoring was such an issue. But I don't feel too bad about that with uh, Nicholas Jackson having a great preseason here. And I just wanted to touch on the, the manager hire. I completely agree. I think it was the right choice it's hilarious like you said people wanting enrique after chelsea completely unknowns have (laughs) have struggled so bad with scoring you could just see them playing this endless horseshoe
0: doing that and then signing guys like Fernand torres and like just yeah just guys that marata comes back just guys that i want no no interest with um Yeah, I think it's one of those things. I'm not, because they're not in Europe, I'm not super concerned with the depth. Uh, adding Tyler Adams today will definitely that's help with true. that. They needed a six. Yeah, I really Fantastic like that. signing team. for 20, 25 mil.
1: Yeah, that's um, such a bargain in the market.
0: Yeah, an experienced Premier League player who, by the way, no one will say this about him, Leeds would have stayed up if he stayed healthy last year. Yes. I, that, I would I'd bet my life.
1: That's really the concern. And Leeds is- sucked. Is, uh you know, whether he can stay healthy or not.
0: True. But if he's going to be a rotational guy at this point, yeah. we'll see. My main thing is is that they got to utilize Enzo Fernandez correctly. And what I mean by that is I think he's one of the, somehow, even though they spent a shit ton of money on him, they did so badly surrounding him last year and playing him the right way that they took him out of his strengths and plugged him in in a spot to where they just needed him. Because they were so bad last year, he's got to be an eight. But going forward, more he really is just a Cespedes kind of regen. Um, and I hope that they put the right kind of midfield personnel around him to where it's like you have some guys that are more ball winning. He can still do that, but he's gonna have to be up a little more. So he's that eight slash ten kind of combo. Yeah. Um, that, I think that'll be the key to success for them. But Sam, what's your bold prediction for Chelsea?
1: bold prediction we've been hyping him up so far in this um this little uh recap summary here of Chelsea Nicholas Jackson hits the ground running and then Potch develops young guys Chelsea double their goal tally from last year of twenty nine. That was a hank. I think they hit
0: sixty. I think they at least hit sixty. And that's not even like that crazy of a number. It just goes to show how terrible they were last year. Yeah. Attack wise. Um Yeah, what's your number for Nicholas Jackson before we move on how many goals do you think 12 is that a lot is that too many
1: I don't think that's too many I think I think that's a good number 12
0: good let's move on number 5 I had them a little lower Uh, I think I had them 6 and you had them 5 but the math worked out that they landed on 5 Sam's Club Manchester United Manchester United United, United,
1: possibly the most overrated team in the league. Honestly,
0: people are penciling them into top four, and we're we're gonna yeah. get into it right now. But um, last year third a four two three one action, but really I wonder if that's gonna change this year to more four three three. Um, and they just go Casemiro because I don't see how they play Ericsson in that. Their DM role alongside Casemiro. Uh, obviously, personnel Rashford, Casemiro, and Sam's guy Le Butcher. Uh, same as their ceiling basement is four through seven. I completely agree with that. Keys to success don't wait until the second half to get in the games. That's correct. They got to get in early and often. They started doing that times later in the year. Um, but I think their main key to success is definitely going to have to be Bruno's consistency. It feels like every year he's just not as consistent as you would like. It's big explosive games, and then it kind of drops off, and there's a lull. Mm -hmm. Um, But my main question with this is, it just doesn't feel like a balanced squad, does it? Or am I crazy? It feels like it's forever, they're just buying so many attackers and yet it's still not that great they just bought Hoyland what was the official number 70
1: yeah I've seen a lot of different numbers um,
0: yeah you know, you'll have to, I'm gonna look you'll this have to up confirm it I know Mount Mount ended up at 60 plus 5 for add-ons which is another signing I just don't really get I like that you're adding to the midfield I think you're just adding the wrong kind of player um, To it. I, th- I think that they would have been better served spending a little less and going for even Kovacic off Chelsea would make more sense.
1: 64. Million 64 pounds million could pounds. rise to 72 based okay. on add ons, which is my,
0: insane. My main question is Does Hoyland fit Man U? Because I have my skepticism about this, Sam. Oh I like Oyland. I've called it before, even in the summer. I liked him. I just felt like the team that makes the least amount of sense for him well too really, Liverpool and United just wouldn't make any sense for him. I think Arsenal, you can even talk me into Chelsea would make sense for him, but I just don't I just don't get it with uh the whole you're gonna be in possession. This guy's more of a counterattack kind of player. Um, I don't know. We'll see. He, he 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 could definitely just be a natural poacher. Um, uh, but I, am I crazy for thinking that? I I know you're just gonna feed into it. You're gonna double down even more than I did.
1: Yeah, we'll just get the the bold prediction out of the way. I think he's gonna be a bust. I think there's just too much pressure on him already.
0: You I know, just think he's he, not the right style of player. I don't think it's talent yeah. or like he's too the club's too big for him. I think it's just he's a, doesn't fit their personnel and what they're looking to do and what they need out of a striker.
1: It it just feels like a classic case where it's like, Okay, we need to upgrade in this position. There's no options, so we'll just go with this guy and overpay for him, even though he's not worth it and probably won't fit into our system. And like you were It's streaming... also,
0: I hate to say it because I think he's a really good player. I think I think highly of him uh, compared to what a lot of people outside of Manchester United fans are saying about him. But it does feel a bit gimmicky. It's hard not to say that where it's, you know, mm-hmm. he's a Scandinavian guy, he's a striker, he's pacey. It's like, oh, well, he just bought Dollar Store Holland. And it's like, mm-hmm. in a sense, I suppose, but... Um, yeah, I'm just worried about, about the fit with how United play that he's going to...
1: Yeah, I don't think he's part. the answer to their prayers. And like you were saying with the squad compo- composition, I don't quite understand it either. I don't understand Mount. I don't I don't know what Mount's best position is at all. So I don't know how he fits into the team. Uh, did, does he start on the left and then, you know... Yeah, where, apparently. Where is Rashford playing if you have Holland you know, up front, obviously Rashford has to be the priority there. But I just, yeah, I, I, I don't understand. I what if I work. was
0: if I was United, I would have just been, I would have just been spamming a player swap for Kane and just say name the number. I yeah. would have just been doing that the whole summer. Kane would be so
1: perfect make- in the United squad. It'd,
0: yep. Like- it It would just make the most sense i I would have been like what you want Sancho and eighty mil ninety mil hundred mil I don't care it just I'm gonna say numbers until you give me Harry Kane.
1: It probably would have had to be at least like a hundred twenty for for levy,
0: yeah, and I think it would make more sense than Mountain Hoyland, yeah, I agree, hundred percent, but this is what it is
1: um so I... yeah, we talked about keys to- success. Last season, they they just didn't get into games in the first half and then kind of woke up a bit in the second half and saved their bacon. They, you know, dug themselves out of a hole there. Um, my dilemma, how does Mount fit into the equation, like we said? And then some other talking points. Anthony and Sancho, are these guys just, like, write-offs? You know, how much money do no, they spend no, on those No, they days?
0: love... They still love those guys. They're still going to play him a ton. I'm still of the opinion that right now, gun to my head, you make me pick one of these guys to like start and play a game, and I'm the manager, I would pick Garnacho over both.
1: I Absolutely. Would. I agree I agree 100%, and that's why I'm saying, are they a write-off? Um,
0: I don't think they'd admit it. I think um,
1: I think San, Sancho, at this point, is, is closer to being a write-off. I think Anthony has yeah, kind of that Anthony new has shine the one still. Year. Yeah, yeah. Um, but complete waste of funds on both of them. And no one, I just, no, one and this talks is about the it.
0: whole gimmick thing with United. It's like buying these pacey wingers and stuff. And it's like, that's not what your team needs. And it never really has, but they've always done that. They've always done that since Fergie left, whether it's the De pie, Maria, it, they fall in love with these wingers. It It's just so odd. So odd to me.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, optimistic look, solid results last year, including a cup win. Finally, finally winning a cup for the first time in like eight years, seven years, something like that. You spent a ton on talent. So you have a lot of talent. The energy and buzz behind the team is at least good. You have the fans backing at least. Um, How long, if you, the results don't go your way, will they say you need to spend more? (laughs) Uh, I, I wish they would just tell their their board to spend wiser. That's the main thing. I, I would just be it. if I was a United fan, it'd be like keep spending money like you are, just spend it wiser.
1: Yeah, fire the scouting department. Yes. I don't like Eric Ten Hag. I think he's fraudulent. I think he's he's that like the fourth fraud a in, in a long list of frauds. But people are so yeah. enamored by him. There's they're so it's, enamored by him.
0: Is is his personality is what does it for people, but I I think it gives off a very not saying he's as bad as this guy, but the whole remember Stevie G when he's manager villain he tried to act like so hard?
1: So hard and and He's like th- yeah. I I think of Ten Hog as almost smug. Yeah. And that yeah. Re- really bothers me. And I think And that's kinda of how that's United
0: th- are as a club though. That's their whole yeah, that's true. their whole mentality of like even being smug about like how they're going to sell their players. It's like, clearly your guys aren't worth what they paid. And they're like, we want 60 mil for Maguire. It's like, you're not playing him? And I don't know what world do you think you're getting 60 mil for him? Like, what, what planet are you on?
1: Yeah. And I think it's got to be said, too. A lot of these people putting United top three, top four in their predictions aren't equating into the fact, like we talked about, Liverpool... Started terrible last season. Chelsea terrible season last season. It's like, are you yeah. expecting these teams to just
0: play like Remain they did last terrible. year?
1: Because I think that is too big of an silliness.
0: assumption. Yeah, silliness. Um, anything else you want to say before we move on from? No, United?
1: I, I I think we've ripped into United enough.
0: <laughs> I just. I don't know if it's this year or next year, but one of the two years United's going to fall flat on their face and finish sixth or seventh, and it's going to be ugly. Yes. Moving on, fourth, Newcastle. Not many people put Newcastle back in the top four, or one of the the few. Uh, Oh, before we get to Newcastle, we got to say this about the bottom half preview, because we released our predictions last week, kind of really before everyone else did. And I think where we're off for most people, Sam, is Burnley. We have Burnley a lot lower than most people. Most people have Burnley like eleven, twelve, thirteen, uh, and we had them what sixteen or seventeen. Yeah. Also, every there's people picking Forest and Bournemouth to go down, and I, I don't know what these people Forest I like, a... somewhat understand, but Bournemouth, the, the Bournemouth, it's like what world are you? Are you you're in oblivion? You're in yeah. The video you gotta game have your Bolivian. eyes closed
1: if you're not. <laughs> <laughs> you you don't even have to be some sort of a genius to realize what Bournemouth are doing. It's like, yeah.
0: look at what they're spending. Look at the guy. Doesn't matter. Newcastle. They finished fourth last year. We have them fourth again. Personnel four three three. The striker pairing amazing. Wilson and Isak. Bruno G. Got to keep them healthy this year. Trippier, amazing, and our boy Dan Byrne, as always. Ceiling basement three through six. Keys to success. Got to capitalize on the Saint James dominance. You got to keep up that physical style, and you really got to keep playing quick the way you are. Establish that aerial dominance. Establish that ball winning uh, in midfield early and often. You know how Newcastle like to play.
1: Yeah, get physical with it.
0: Absolutely.
1: Yeah, I think uh, that that Saint James's Park is the best home field advantage in the league we saw last season there was a fortress. Uh that's Yeah, okay. Cute.
0: You can have that. That's cute. But let me tell you about Luton. Too.
1: Luton through the kitchen lads.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh but yeah, I think that's just such a huge asset for them. That great fan base they have up there in Newcastle. Uh, yeah. Some some questions this year obviously going to be playing in europe so that's a a new thing for them how do they rotate the team
0: yeah that's really what it'll come down to is that rotation for europe versus the premier league i think premier league you'll see a lot more of the uh eddie howe kind of trying to sneak guys like murphy who was fantastic firm last year um and Elliot Anderson in there a little bit more. I was just going to
1: say Elliot Anderson.
0: (laughs) He's been massive for them in the, uh, in the preseason. I I think they have a lot of faith with him. Mm -hmm. Um, so obviously rotation would be a huge question, but the optimism, you still have a top two defense in the league. You added quality and attack with Harvey Barnes. Um, you got the young guys that are still stepping up to develop another year. Uh, And I think not everything went according to plan last year as far as injury luck. Yeah. Obviously, Wilson and Isak were hurt. You almost have to figure that in with them. Bruno G got hurt. You don't always have to factor that in. He's not injury-prone, you wouldn't say, but here or there. The only thing that I would say is um, you're obviously not going to be able to play the same back four every single game like they almost did last year, it seemed like. So that would be the one thing, but... What's your main uh, dilemma with them and how you feel the year is going to play out for them?
1: I think the big one is managing the playing time of Isak and Wilson, two guys who had injury problems last season. We saw when they were out, they struggled for goals. And then my my biggest dilemma would be, what happens if they really hit a run of bad form? You know, How do they respond? We didn't really see it at all last season. They had... I run a form where they struggled for goals, but it wasn't like they were losing every single game there. I'm still kind of curious, like, you know, what happens if it really goes downhill? Do they have, you know, kind of that experience, mental toughness to bounce back and, and pull it back together?
0: Yes. Yeah, it's one of those things where the depth will be a bit of a concern, but... They've made a couple signings I really like. I think Anthony Gordon's gonna be a real versatile player for them that they can use in different facets and we'll get to well, I'll kind of hint at your big uh, bold prediction for him, but the Harvey Barden signing was mm-hmm. I think fantastic. The only team it would have been better for is West Ham, which was a, but they just said we're not spending any money until we sell rice. Until <laughs> so, we
1: have two hundred million in the coffers.
0: Then we can spend thirty five mil on a player on uh... um
1: Harry Maguire and uh,
0: <laughs> McTom and Tom. James Ward-Prowse. Yes. Um, yeah, I don't have much to say about Newcastle yeah. anymore. I, I feel the most. They feel the most outside of city. Obviously, they feel like the most kind of safe team to me.
1: That's interesting. I don't. I don't feel as confident. Maybe I feel good about them, but I still think there's. A lack of experience there.
0: That's fair. Com- coming the into
1: the, uh, the the Champions League next season, or, or this season rather, but yeah, uh, like you said, Harvey Barnes. My bold prediction is that he's a hit. We've talked about how some people are skeptical of the signing, but you know, he he performed last season in a in a really poor Leicester side, and I think having mm-hmm. better supporting pieces.
0: I I don't think it was a question. I think he was their player of the year last year. Yeah, for Leicester and they they were good, albeit they got relegated. Really they're a great attacking team, not great, but you know what I mean for Leicester. You know, Sam, I, they're a good attacking team.
1: I think some people just struggle to see the trees in the forest. You know,
0: something like that, something like that. Let's move on, Sam. Number three. But before we move on, I need you to hold the fucking shirt, Sam.
1: You have to hold the fucking shit. I
0: hate Klopp.
1: I <laughs> fucking hate that. Klopp, guy. Klopp's kinda gone into this like toxic era.
0: Yeah. I mean that's what happens when they don't spend any money. And then you complain that they don't spend money and now you're about to pay 110 million pounds for uh call it. Caicedo. Caicedo. Remember when Klopp like complained that Paul Pogba's bought for a hundred million pounds? I don't remember that. I'll send it to you. But
1: he oh, should be you. happy that he didn't spend 100 million pounds on Paul Bogba because that guy, speak about fraudulent. Like, as yes. like the president, CEO.
0: He's the CEO of fraudulent football. Fraudulent football, Inc. Let's move on. Liverpool, we have them in third. Last year, fifth. A little 4-3-3 action. You know the team. Allison, Salah, Van Dyke, uh, Trent, and Robertson. Ceiling, basement. You have it 1 through 5. You have a what would you give the percent chance they win the league? I'd
1: say like 10%.
0: Oh, that's pretty high. I feel like it's it's like three couple teams sprinkled in as one and then it's like Arsenal 25% and Man City like 66% or something like that. Somewhere that somewhere there's math that adds up. If you made me break it down. Keys to success. One of the best attacks in the league. Potential to be the best. Um a lot of versatile weapons on this team. You know, we people were making fun of the rebuild for the midfield. They actually did spend a good amount. They got your boy Sobe, a Little mm-hmm. Soby water from uh Leipzig. Obviously McAllister for Brighton, and it looks like they're gonna be getting Caicedo. Um you know, I guess my question with them is realistically, how long can it go on for them? Um you know, I, I feel like Klopp and Sala don't have that much time left and it's like, well, are they gonna how can you keep this going and whatnot? Um and I guess the, the, another question would be rotation as far as the attack. They have a ton of attack options right now. Yeah, they really you know, do. What are, you gonna, what are you doing with Gakpo? What are you doing with Darweezy Habibi? Who apparently has a 5% chance to win the golden boot. I sent you that <laughs> thing, right? Who came up with that number? That's insanity. The guy didn't even hit double digits last year. <laughs> what are you talking about? Um, I, I Optimistically, though, I like Obviously love the attack. I like the rebuild in midfield. bit concerning that you still are relying on Fabinho to be your one ball winner in the pivot. I love Trent moving up to midfield. It's about time. He doesn't play defense. Allison's still the best keeper in the world. Defense, I'm uh, slightly bullish on. I probably shouldn't be, but I'm still a little bullish just because last year was so bad. It's like, can they really be... That bad back to back years, but
1: it also it got way better when
0: once they moved Trent. When they moved Trent, yeah. I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why. It's <laughs> almost like he play defense. Yes. Um. Yeah. I, I I feel pretty good about this Liverpool team. Uh, Luis Diaz, you'll be getting a full year of him again. There's a lot lot to like here, Sam. What's uh, what's your outlook on Liverpool this year?
1: Yeah, I. <sighs> You know, it it sounds crazy, but I'm like full buy, strong buy on Liverpool right now. I'm I'm really I'm convinced by Liverpool. I think people are counting them out because they had a poor start this season last year. I think that was more of a fluke than anything. And I think they've got some I feel things. Like last to year, they out. just
0: really didn't come in mentally prepared. It yeah. had less to do with talent and so, and it just they did not. They were not focused.
1: Yeah. Dropping and the points pitch in at,
0: Fulham was dry.
1: The, the, the pitch was dry. Dropping points <laughs> away, way too much last season, especially the, the teams they shouldn't have.
0: Yeah, I mean, the start to the year, drawing with what Palace and then the losing to Man U after Man U lost at home to Brighton and Brentford. Or Well, I guess the Brentford game is at Brentford, but you know what I mean, getting 10 hogs first win. Um I I guess if I had to pick one spot I'm still concerned about, it's that second center back spot where Kanata definitely looked better last year than the year before. But Matip is like, he might as well be pee-pee-poo-poo out there. He's no no good anymore. Yeah. And they're just like holding on to guys like Nat Phillips and stuff that they'll never play. It's like, okay.
1: Yeah, I don't know why they didn't sell him. But, uh, yeah, I think their attack is just – Fantastic, we saw at times they were playing some amazing football Just really hands down the best attack at times And I think that'll really show this year Especially having more options Last year Diaz was out for a long time That's a big, um, Miss. big addition Jota, back into the Jota, game. Uh, Jota
0: Coming back uh,
1: Yeah, I really like like the options there I think they're a dark horse to win the league, and I don't think many people are really giving them an option there. Um,
0: I think it's one of those things last year, too, where they started off slow, but it's one of those things, too. We can't forget. They relied so much on Firmino. Firmino didn't pop up with clutch goals. They could have easily finished, like, seventh.
1: Yes, that's true.
0: Like, it's not even that crazy seventh, eighth. Um. But I feel a lot better about their squad this year, a little more balanced. The only thing is is that and, and maybe it's just part because they always run into city when City's doing so well, but it always feels like they have more success in the cup with the uh, the Champions League or even the the domestic cups mm-hmm. more so than winning the Premier League. I don't know. Maybe I'm just crazy. But that's what it it feels like. But uh what's your what's your bold prediction for Liverpool?
1: Well, I think Liverpool will either be competing for the title, or it'll just go all completely wrong, and then Klopp will be out by the end of the year, or possibly just at the end of the year.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I guess if I had to give bold prediction, I have a. I was going back and forth at the end of the year. I was very high on Nunes, and I was like, "All right, next year's going to be his year." And now everyone's like penciling him in to. Still pop off, and I'm I'm very skeptical now. I'll have Darwizi Habibi single-digit goals again, and I will have. Uh, this is the last year of Mosala I think he yeah gets sold. Where I don't know, but I think he gets Saudi? He gets sold. What's that? Saudi. Maybe, I could see it. Let's move on. We had these teams tied for one and two. I'm going to call an audible just because the Paqueta news has scared me off. We're putting Arsenal second, Sam.
1: Good. That's what I
0: had. I know you did. Uh so we'll we'll cut it to Arsenal first. Alright. Last year second place. Personnel of four three three. Mainly four two three one is what you'll see. You know the team. Odegaard, Saka, Saliba. Eddie and Katia.
1: <laughs> Eddie and Ketia.
0: Ceiling basement one through four. Keys to success. Sam says stay confident and take risks.
1: Absolutely That's the big thing with Arsenal I think towards the end of the season They started to Play not to lose Instead of to win You know they, yeah. they felt the pressure And it got to them There's still that soft underbelly Of Arsenal It's still there It, it didn't yeah. seem like it was there But it's still there
0: I don't know it's one of those things To where I feel like we could be talking about A whole different thing if Mikel Arteta just plays Tro Sardin Churchy. Absolutely.
1: For for some reason. It would be
0: like it'd be like in baseball if like a team traded for a good reliever and like a, a good hitter and then they're still playing well. And then just in like September they're like, actually we're just gonna sit these guys until playoffs. It'd be like what? It's it was very it was just very odd the way that he went about, especially since you guys got bounced in the round of sixteen in the Europa League. I mean the main focus was the Premier League and I just felt like he was a little too, maybe not conservative, but uh, he stuck to his guns a little too much.
1: Yeah, especially when the the form started to take a a, a dip yeah, there. Yeah, back to
0: back draws, and he just kept rolling out the team as like, Exactly,
1: hey. not bringing back Trossard into the team or or Jorginho, like he said. Yeah, yep. I think that was that was a mistake.
0: All right, Sam, does Declan Rice push them over the top? Or do you think there's a chance he'll be a bit underutilized and kind of overqualified for his role? I think there's a world in where that is kind of the case, where it's like they don't use him to his full abilities Mm -hmm. because they don't necessarily need him to. And he's he's just not really necessarily West Ham Rice. But what he does is still great because he's just a great player. I just think that because they're not going to rely on him as much as a team like West Ham, he might not shine as much. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, I think that makes sense, especially because Arsenal is going to be in possession quite a bit more than West Ham would. You know, he does a lot of his work off the ball. Um, and then you just kind of have this this new midfield here. You have Rice, obviously Partey is, is uh, you know, he's been with the team for a while now. But then you have Havertz as well. So that's a different look in the midfield. Yeah, And that's going to be, you know, something new for Arsenal to kind of figure out how exactly each player player contributes towards that midfield.
0: Yeah. There's a lot of moving parts and it's one of those things where it's like, is it going to get a bit overcomplicated? I could see Arsenal starting slow in like August, September, and then just, I don't know more like November, December, just win like nine games in a row. Yeah. I could easily see that happening. Um, Bit worried. Jesus is already hurt. Mm Mm-hmm. Is Nketia just going to start up top, or are they just going to go with kind of rotation? Maybe you put like False Nine, whether it's Trosard or even your boy Havertz. Well,
1: in preseason, up there. it was Havertz, which.
0: I would just feel like you just roll with Nketia there. Because yeah. it's just fine. Yeah. Especially, you start the year with, I think it's Forest, Sheffield United, and Palace. Don't overcomplicate things that much, but I feel yeah. like they might. And that's why I'm like, can Mick get the rotation right this time? Are we sure? I don't know, but and, we'll see. And if
1: I was going to go towards the false nine option, I'd just do Trossard. He did it last season.
0: We've got Super Leo Trossard.
1: Absolutely. Something like that. Yeah, I think that that's a big missing spot in the Arsenal squad is that true goal scorer that can really push him over the edge is what I
0: think. You need to sign Harry Kane. need to hijack him from Bayern. Yes. Uh, so what's your kind of outlook on this season? What's your dilemma with with what may be going on?
1: Well, high expectations after last season, but last season – you know it was a little different the expectations weren't there they were just kind of having a good time enjoying the vibes you know and then we saw once the pressure was put on them they kind of cracked a bit yeah. you now especially with the champions league you're going to have more games where you got to start better players and also potential you know champions league you can get knocked down a peg and it can kind of mess with your mojo
0: yeah I would suspect it might be one of those years where Arsenal kind of bounce out early in the European competition. Maybe they get to the round of 16 and they lose right away, but I would suspect them to have more success in the Premier League than uh, the European competition. I think so. Let's hear your bold prediction, Sammy.
1: Bold prediction. Saka has a down year slash spends time injured due to high workload (laughs)
0: <laughs> I put that in last night, just to just to mess with you. Yeah, I said that you, they'd sign Kane in the winter window. You made me which do a double take. There. I was like, "Wait, which did is, I write that?" So, which is so funny <laughs> Even if he didn't go to Bayern, and he's like, "I'm gonna stay at Tottenham for the, the idea of they sign Kane in the winter window." Yeah, yeah, I, I couldn't really come up with a good pr- bold prediction for Arsenal. I was trying to, I was trying to get there, but what do you think? I don't, of, I don't think uh, I of
1: my bold prediction.
0: I don't know. I feel like Sokka is what I feel the most confident in like of the stars. I know what he is. Um there's times where he kinda goes missing, but it's more so because he just gets worn down, like you said. Yeah. Like you can't turns out you can't play fucking thirty six games a year. Turn turns out you can't do that.
1: Yeah, I'm just concerned, you know, last season's workload is kinda gonna continue into this year because you know at this point teams don't have that much time in between seasons it's like they have a month off and then they're they're back to it
0: on the U.S. tour
1: Arteta's playing soccer every preseason game for some reason I don't
0: which is insanity don't
1: understand but it's just like you know there's gonna come to a point where you know maybe he doesn't get injured but like last season you see a dip in form
0: yeah uh, I guess if I had to give a bold prediction, it would be—I don't know—it's tough. We'll we'll just go real outlandish here. We'll say Martinelli and Trossard. those two combined for thirty goals. How about Excellent. that? Excellent.
1: I I I dearly hope so.
0: <laughs> All right, let's get to the champs, Man City. Last year, first. Sam, no one. Well, I think it's happened before, but it was. Definitely way before the Premier League and it was in the times where uh long long time ago, Sam, let's say that. Long time ago. That we last saw a four peat of a English champion. It's never happened in the Premier League era, let me say that. Personnel four three three. A little three four two one at times. They have the best player in the world, Erling Holland. They have the second best player in Sam's Heart, Jack Grealish
1: okay Kevin Bruyne,
0: Rodri, Diaz, Nathan Ake, the ghost of Fabian Delph. You know him. You love him. <laughs> Ceiling, Basement, 1-2. to two. Uh, Keys to Success, obviously just feed Erling Holland. The midfield connection to the attack is always massive. It's so important. Getting that... Uh, getting that down, which is kinda why it's like eh, Gunduan leaving it's it's a big risk, it's a big chance. Mm-hmm. Um never stagnate, always moving, always imposing yourself on the match. Um my main question is what the what the hell's up with Phil Foden? Where is he fitting in? Why am I seeing like things like rumblings? Like it's like maybe he'd leave. Yeah. It's... I don't really know what's going on. And then it's also are we sure Gindor on Leaving is just like, that's okay if we could just replace him with Kovacic because I don't think that's the case. I think they're two entirely different players.
1: Yeah, I feel like that's kind of a big one for me is Gundogan not quite being replaced and you try to replace him with Kovacic. That's concerning. Gundogan was so instrumental last season and I don't think people quite realize this.
0: They he's he always is, extent, always has, always will.
1: They were like, Okay, yeah, he was great at the end of the year and in like, the no. Champions League.
0: It was like, it's like no, the whole year. He was instrumental <laughs> the, whole
1: the whole year, and when he wasn't in the team, you could tell.
0: Yeah. Um the optimistic look, they have three of the five best players in the league, adding Vardiol, yeah. some more center back talent as if they needed it. They're just loaded, loaded at it. Um, what's your uh, what's your dilemma and conclusion with this team, Sam?
1: Dilemma being that you have some guys like De Bruyne getting up there in yeah. the uh, in the age department. Also, has some injury issues. You know, is it uh, about time you know the sunset I of think, his career though. I wouldn't
0: rule it out that this is the last truly great De Bruyne a year I wouldn't rule it out
1: yeah I think so and then it's like okay Phil Foden what's he gonna do could he be you know a central midfield option it doesn't it's, seem like he's gonna be well, just weird as much he in was,
0: it was like oh he's a nine no he's actually a wing no he's actually in midfield no he's actually a ten. it's like they always constantly move him around And that's what Pep likes. He likes to always be moving and changing things and stuff, but it's also nice just to know where a guy should be slotting in.
1: Yeah, and then he'll have runs in the team where he plays a lot, and then he'll just be out of the team for like three months.
0: Yeah. For no reason. Very odd. Um, Bold predictions, Sam?
1: We touched on it already plenty, but Gundawan, big miss. They're going to miss that productivity.
0: Yeah, I think mine is they're going to have a lot worse injury luck. I think their regression towards the norm. Yeah, I think a lot of people don't really ever notice it or talk about it, but Erling Holland, I think every year Dortmund got hurt for an extended period of time. Mm -hmm. Big ups to Pep last year managing him and making sure that when he was hurt for a little bit, it was only for like a week or two at most, and then it was good to go. He's back out there, but there's stretches where he's out, you know, yeah. Four, five, six weeks. Um, same thing with Kovacic, very creamy hamstrings, especially at the ripe age or I guess he's not really ripe anymore, but at the uh overripe. at his age. Yes, overripe, past ripe. That's <laughs> not even a thing, but that it is now. I just feel like the depth is there, don't get me wrong, but it's one of those things where some injuries don't go your way and then uh you're in a tough spot. I think lose, the losing of Maras will be interesting just because not like he's the most important or influential, but there's like a couple games where he'll just pop up and he gets like a hat trick or mm. like he gets a goal and two assists. And it's like you just can't bank on that anymore.
1: Yeah, especially against those kind of lower teams where you just need to rotate a guy in and, you know, yeah. plug and play, get that production. 100%.
0: Alright Sam Are we uh, Are we just going to do our basic Little run through predictions here For I didn't put that many Categories down just the most basic ones But you want to run through them real quick
1: Let's run through it
0: Manager of the year it'll be Pep Casidio in the league but our true manager Of the year who would you put Yeah I I like
1: Pochettino I think there's yeah. a great opportunity too Especially the season Chelsea had last season So if he comes in and does a great job That'll look even yeah. more better Considering last season And then also you have all the young guys That I think he has a good potential to develop
0: Sure Player of the year I think you like my surprise little pick there I tried to be spicy
1: Yeah, I don't know if If
0: Normally, it's always an attacking guy. That's why it's... Exactly. But but we'll see. I think he's going to be influential, especially with Gindawan out uh, and having Kovacic. There's going to be flux in Man City's midfield. So I went with Rodri. Uh, I think if City are going to win the league, he's going to obviously have to be massive. But um, with the flux that's going on in Man City's midfield, he's a staple. He's one of the five best players in the league. I think there's a chance. If Holland gets hurt, like I think... There'll be an extended time his numbers won't be quite as good as last year um so I'm gonna go with Rory. he'll be the staple for City and studio in the league, so I we'll like that them.
1: for the fact that ninety nine percent of predictions will just put a Holland and it's super boring, you know that's not really an interesting yeah. take at all, especially
0: um, when last year I was sitting there saying it's Holland and it's not even gonna be a, a fucking question, yeah. And people were going on saying that Holland, it's disrespectful to guys like Kane and stuff to say Holland will be good. And it's like you're not even, you're not even a human being. Like with a take like that, <laughs> you're nuts. But yeah. um, what what is your thoughts, Player of the Year? You got a shout for anyone?
1: You know, if Liverpool pop off like they they did, maybe uh, yeah. Allison.
0: Oh, that would be nice. I don't think, I just feel like he never gets the credit he deserves.
1: No, but. he doesn't. He doesn't. So we're giving him credit here. <laughs>
0: but yeah, and I could see that would make more sense than a guy like Sala only because their attack is so loaded that I yeah. think it's going to be very balanced.
1: So, yeah, by committee.
0: Yeah. Um, first sack. This is, could you choose someone different than me? I felt bad taking the obvious <laughs> choice. I picked Moyes, I didn't want to do it. I stared at a bunch of teams. Yeah. Um, You could maybe do, uh, I don't know, going to do Sheffield's manager. What's his name?
1: Paul Hackingbottom.
0: Hackingbottom. Yeah. I was, I was thinking, just thinking of their goalie, thinking, Wes. Uh, <laughs>
1: thinking him or maybe Luton's manager.
0: Rob you can't let Rob Edwards go. Oh, it's Rob Edwards, right. Well, solely for the fact that Watford sacked him in 10 games and then you had Nathan Jones, got paid to let Nathan Jones go and you brought him in and the guy did the same job as Nathan Jones.
1: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see (laughs) because, okay, the approach here is that Luton, they're like, okay, we're for sure getting relegated, you know, we're just going to bank on getting this cash. So it's like if that's your option, then there's no point in sacking your manager. You know? Yeah, exactly. So it's we'll like, see if the they plan. can really stick to their plan or not. Not to
0: mention, he's a younger guy. It's like, if you keep him when you go down... Burnley did it with Deich when they went down in, what, 2016 or whatever. They went down, came back up, they kept Deich. Yeah. The rest is history. Yeah, I um, feel like
1: Sheffield United is a better option because they just seem to be a, such a horribly ran club. I honestly don't even know how they got promoted.
0: Yes. Um, biggest flop... It's funny cuz my biggest flop and biggest hit are both Arsenal. Uh guys, so you'll probably have mixed mixed feelings about that.
1: Yeah, you said Havertz potentials there. I mean, there was a big price tag for a guy who has not been very good.
0: <laughs> it makes you if it makes you feel better, there's also another guy in my gut who is a former Chelsea player and it was
1: 50-50. Uh I I think for me I would say, Hoyland, is okay. is kind of that number one option for me. But uh, yeah, you know maybe Caicedo at one hundred ten million pounds.
0: Yeah, I still feel like he'll be good, just not that good. But it's, it is what it is. Yeah, I I was thinking Mount was second place for Mount. Me. I like I, that I could option. just see another I could see another three goal, three assist year and. 25 games. Especially and we're all, considering... We're all just sitting there like, uh, is is he just done? Is it done?
1: Yeah, United like, have a tendency to have these flop guys last year, Anthony, yeah. year before Sancho.
0: Let's not forget the fact that people still don't view Anthony as a flop. Yeah. Because he got nine goals in like 30 games. Or eight goals, whatever it was. Doesn't matter. Uh, So I had Havertz for biggest flop. Biggest hit... I had your boy Urian, Urian. Mr. Timber. I think he's going to be an even better uh, Zinchenko in terms of like versatility and kind of moving him around and stuff. Yeah, exactly. And I think if Arsenal are going to win the league, it's less because of getting guys like Rice and Havertz, and it's going to be having that ability to kind of plop these real good players in at different spots uh, mm-hmm. that provide utility. Um and obviously, Saliba not getting hurt. So,
1: Yeah, I really like that too. That, that versatility is, is really nice. Having someone other than Zinchenko who plays like five games a year, you love to see it because he cannot stay fit to uh, save his life. Biggest hit? I think a shout for James Madison, potentially.
0: I like it, especially without uh, Kane there, but... You know, a little more a little more variety. It's I risky. See it. It's risky. I like the pick though. Who's the big Sam team this year? We actually had it with Leeds last year, <laughs> but I don't think we picked Leeds, which is sad. I yeah. went Sheffield.
1: Yeah, Sheffield United. It feels like it the way that they run. Uh, <laughs> maybe Wolves seems like it could be an option, but oh, it doesn't seem like Oh, Mr O'Neal. Uh,
0: Mr O'Neal, our boy. Are you not buying into Wolf slightly, a little more, like a 1% increase because it's our guy?
1: Well, I do love me some gas. I know people are <laughs> very much down on gas, and I was. Which not happy I about. am
0: confused. I'm very confused about. Um, If I had to pick another big SAM team, it would have to be if things went wrong for Forrest. Forrest, it, okay. Could, it could be Forest. You know, um, sp-
1: speaking about Wolves, quick, I just want to go on a little. About Lopateggi
0: officially out.
1: Lopetegi out. And we talked
0: we talked last on the preview about how it's uh how they were gonna go with O'Neal. We brought it up.
1: Yeah. And then we're genius. I was reading people were just smack talking gaz O'Neal. They're like, Oh, you know what, the stats at Bournemouth were really bad last year. It's like I will not take this slander. The man Which worked is- a miracle. He worked Which an absolute just, miracle. It's a. It doesn't matter if their play style sucked and the stats sucked. What happened? They stayed up, and guess what? Now they're on the cusp of thriving.
0: The whole the whole analytics thing gets overplayed way too much. Yeah. Um. What was I gonna say? Wolf fans are actually happy about it, and they they like it. They're embracing it. From what I've, oh, I've read, they're I like, "Well, oh, you know the attack was." Oh really? Yeah, I, I saw Wolves fans enjoying it, and they're like, you know what? Bournemouth's attack was better than ours last year. <laughs> See, like, I, yeah. I
1: like that because that's like self-aware Wolves fans. The ones that I w- were reading, they're like, our squad is good. It's like, your squad is good. Your squad is awful. You spend no money. You can't even <laughs> sign guys on free transfers.
0: Oh, they spent money. It was just they spent 50 mil on guys the last, like, four years, and they do nothing. Yeah. I just saw that they're handing Kilman the uh the captain's band and I think their vice captains were like Sarabia and someone else, like someone else who I could see leaving in like a year and I was like, yeah. <laughs> that made me lose faith in the gas. They're building momentum now I'm out. I like Kim. um Yes, I do like that too. Promoted teams? You got I went pretty chalk, but I think there's just so much with those teams that it'd be hard for them not to stay up mm-hmm. uh or come back up. L- Lester, obviously. Southampton. And I couldn't get their Leeds. I think Leeds will be near the playoff or in the playoff, but I couldn't get there. I said Ipswich. Yeah, I feel Ipswich good. Ipswich with the double promotion.
1: I feel good about Leicester and Southampton. Southampton, I like their, uh, you know, Russell Martin, I believe is, is yeah. the manager they brought in. I like what they're They're just going to gonna suffocate
0: teams with that, with that play style. Yeah. And they have so much, they're going to have so much money to play with if they actually sell Lavia. And James Ward-Prowse and stuff, if they actually had to spend money, which I I don't, I don't think they will. But even yeah. having, like, their, their talent-wise, having guys like Stu Armstrong and Adam Armstrong in the championship. Like, they stunk last year, for the most part, a lot of their squad. But, you know, you still have young guys like Sulemana and stuff. I, I just yeah. have faith in them. The defense is a bit worrying. Chuck
1: Alcaraz.
0: Yes, Chuck. And then Lester, I just feel... We we talked about this. I think that their new manager, who is Pep's assistant, will be fantastic for them. Mm-hmm. They're Leicester, so they're bound to have pull. So if they need to loan some guys or something, they can easily do that. And then the last spot's kind of a crapshoot. I thought about Leeds. I said, eh, no, they're going to have a transition year. Did you see the Max Aarons thing? He went there for <laughs> for a, a... They
1: got gazumped by Bournemouth.
0: Yeah. Yeah, who Terrible. I was between them, Ipswich, and then I thought about Sunderland. I was like, oh, maybe. Yeah. It's, it's really just anti-jinx. I can't put Millwall, but we all want Millwall to come up.
1: It's it's so hard to say that third spot because I mean, freaking Luton got promoted last season, so it could be yeah, anyone. True. And then previous season Except you had Forest.
0: unfortunately.
1: You had Forest who really struggled throughout most of the year, and then they just kind of popped up at the right time.
0: Yeah, that's the beauty of the championship. Um. Yeah, should we go to game predictions, game by game predictions? Let's. Let's do it. Um, we'll start off tomorrow's game, the 11th. Burnley, Man City. What are you looking for in this game, Sam?
1: Yeah, we'll see. Uh, is Man City, you know, sharp coming out of the gate? I think they will be. I think it'll. Be a pretty easy victory. I'm thinking three nil, Man City.
0: And of course, they, I get they put it the Eddie had, but it's really like, you're gonna make Burnley go there. I just I don't. know. It's, it. it's I'll go. Isn't it at oh, Turf Moor? Is it yeah, at Turf Moor? Turf
1: Moor. That's that's how uh, I want to open my season at Turf Moor.
0: Yeah. You know, what a showcase lovely. of
1: English football.
0: Yeah. I'll go uh, Man City two nil. We'll keep it. We'll keep it light. Okay. Arsenal. Forest. I'll be interested to see if Forests are just as bad on the road. I don't think it's even possible. Arsenal, it'll be interesting to see the uh, the official 11 with how much depth they got. Um, I expect to see Sam's guy, Cedric Soares, out there. <laughs> and uh, Fabio Vieira in the first game. Maybe El Neni. El Neni.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Arsenal looking pretty good. But they got Matt Turner in that for Forrest.
1: The revenge game.
0: Revenge game, absolutely I'm going to go uh, Arsenal 4-0 Right off the bat
1: I us say Arsenal 2-0 uh, Matt Turner's going to get his only start Because Forrest are going to sign Dean Henderson after the game
0: Yes Bournemouth West Ham I'm loving this I'm loving this That's right now reality. I think West Ham are going to start slow I oh, think they yeah. have a lot of transition Still going on Apparently, Cresswell is going to be going to Wolves. Um, the whole Paquette thing. Even if he doesn't get sold, has clearly thrown a monkey wrench in their uh, system. Mm-hmm. But they got Edson Alvarez from Ajax. But they'll probably the, get Ward. What? I
1: was just going to say he just signed like today. So yes, you know how integrated into the team is he at this point?
0: Very, very integrated. Um, they'll probably get Ward Prowse. McTom and McGuire at later dates. So I'm not worried like long term. Um we'll we'll see. I uh, I just love what Bournemouth's doing and they just keep adding to it. They yeah. just keep adding to Alex it. Alex
1: Scott. Getting
0: getting Alex Scott, getting Max Aarons. Like I just you're crazy if you're not liking this team right now.
1: Absolutely.
0: I'm gonna go with uh Bournemouth two nil victory.
1: I'm gonna say three one Bournemouth.
0: Brighton and Luton. This could be our first like six <laughs> nil if Brighton are full boat right now.
1: Could be a rude awakening for
0: Luton. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um yeah, definitely interested to see again with Brighton what their go to eleven is. Do you think James Milner's gonna start, Sam?
1: Uh I don't think so.
0: But they're gonna have him in the Kaiskado role. Out. <laughs> uh yeah, we'll see. And then Luton will just be fun to see them out there. It'll be novelty for a bit, and then it'll wear off and be like, wow, this team just sucks. Yeah. The Ross Barkley signing, Sam. Do you plug and play him? Absolutely is He just did. He just
1: did. You now remember Ross Niece. Barkley exists.
0: Nice's own. <laughs> nice was rowing with him and Aaron Ramsey last year. Dude, that's.
1: What a a nutty (laughs) signing. My favorite part was that there was no rumors about it. They're just like, hey, we sent Ross Barkley. Everyone's like, what? (laughs) What?
0: I love it. I'm going to go Brighton 3-0. I'll
1: say 4-0 Brighton.
0: That's my play of the week this week for a bet. Bournemouth and Brighton um, parlay. Not going to be a ton. Bournemouth is, I think, plus... I'll try and pull it up here quick. But last time I saw it was, I think, like, plus 180 or something like that. Hmm. And then Brighton, I mean, obviously nothing fantastic. I think they're minus 300. But if you can get them, you know, you add that together and you get it, like, plus 250 or something like that. That's not too bad. Hmm. Uh, Everton Fulham, Sam. This is probably the one I don't have the best yeah. read on.
1: Yeah, it feels kind of... of all uh... the games.
0: Like a trap game for up. both teams. Yeah, which is—it's <laughs> very odd to say that.
1: You know, potential advantage, Goodison Park there for Everton. Fulham, I'm just—I—I I don't know. I—I I don't really have a read on them with this off season. Some weird things going on, so I kind of gotta get a read on them. I'm gonna say a one-one draw.
0: That's a lovely prediction. I was going to say one-one, but to be different, I will say nil-nil.
1: Nil-nil. Good meal.
0: <laughs> Good meal indeed. Sheffield at Crystal pa- or, uh Sheffield against Crystal Palace at Bramall Lane. Bramall. Bramall. What are we thinking here, Sam? Well, we kn- Crystal Palace. We know that Sheffield
1: also- United is, uh, you know, fan support merchants.
0: Yes. So they they could be last year's uh, Nottingham Forest. Is what you're saying? Yes. I like what I uh, I like how I'm feeling about Palace this year. Um, I still feel good about their uh, midfield and defense. Them and Brighton are in the same boat. It's just the attack I have question marks about. Crystal Palace. Two things to note here since we last talked about them: signing of a Brazilian kid, uh, Matias Franca or something like that, Franca. Yeah. And then big Lou Hall getting loaned mm, in. Love that. Did you see Did you see why he chose Palace? I mean, he didn't really choose Palace, but was, uh, Roy Hodgson played a huge role That's in cool. him going to Palace because Pochettino is friends with Roy Hodgson.
1: Dude, legends of the game. <laughs> Lou Hall, Roy Hodgson. I mean, if that a doesn't make handshake. it feel good.
0: <laughs> Yes. I mean, and apparently the plans are use him on the left-back spot for Mitchell until Mitchell comes back. When Mitchell comes back, they're gonna plug him more as like a defensive midfielder. So we'll see. Um I'm gonna go with a Palace one nil victory, and I don't feel great about it.
1: I'm gonna say that Sheffield United is gonna win, and then people are gonna be like, you know what, Sheffield United, and then next week they're gonna get smashed.
0: Or or it's just they're down on Palace. Yeah. Right or off down the bat on Palace, I can yeah. see that. I'm
1: gonna say one nil Sheffield United.
0: Okay. Newcastle, Aston Villa, potentially the game of the week. Yeah. Um, should be fantastic at St. James. Sam talked about the home field advantage for Newcastle that uh, mm-hmm. will be massive. You kind of know what their their main 11 is. Feel real good about it. Saint, I mean, for both teams, as a matter of fact. In terms of tactics, Sam, how are you feeling? Because I feel like Newcastle getting all up in Villa – Villa could find themselves hard to build out of the back, but also really could kind of get behind Newcastle and expose them a bit if uh, they use that pace right and are able to break.
1: Yeah, I think there's a possibility of that, but I think there's also a possibility that uh, the Newcastle center backs could neutralize Ollie Watkins, and I do like Newcastle's wide play potentially matching up against the Aston Villa Defensive frailties at fullback.
0: Yes, I'm gonna go with the two-one Newcastle victory.
1: I'm gonna say you're
0: gonna go with the draw three-one
1: Newcastle.
0: Wow. Brentford, Tottenham, at the Georgia Tech Community Stadium, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh. Brentford. We like what they have in defense, like what they have in midfield, the attack. We'll see. We'll see if Sam's guy Wisa gets off to a hot start.
1: Yeah, I need like Nothing. I need to watch ten minutes of this game to get a vibe check on Tottenham.
0: Yeah, and then to I'll, see how, I'll how I'll alive they are.
1: Yes, if they're like reborn or if they're just still a dead meme.
0: I just realized that you, this Mickey Vandevin is rocking a very iconic number and Sam might actually be in on this guy. Number
1: 37. 37. Woohoo.
0: might be it might be your all-time favorite Tottenham player just off of that. Might be. Might be. Behind yeah. Pope Sar. Um
1: yeah, North London Derby legend pop Sarr.
0: <laughs> I think that there's going to be uh Yeah, I'm I'm getting a hard feel, hard 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 to feel out Tottenham and how they're going to look right away. We saw the way yeah. that they played in preseason. I just don't know if that's going to translate against Brentford the way Brentford played last year, where they used to have kind of load up the midfield against the the bigger teams mm-hmm. and just make it hard for them to, you know, get through there, not even through the defense. And the Tottenham Tottenham's defense has been very counterattack prone. Anytime they leave it open uh i'll go i'll go brentford 2-1
1: i was going to say brentford 2-1 i think it'll be a tough, tough First test for uh for mr ange i think that's that'll be a welcome to the premier league where it's not you're not at celtic anymore where you can just bully all these nothing teams you got you know some strong teams through that uh, 1 through 10 yeah spot. you
0: you watch your mouth Big Kilmernock lad right here, brother. <laughs> uh, Chelsea, Liverpool. I don't know what to make of this game. It feels like it should be very attack-orientated, but I don't know if it will be. Yeah. I think going to be two teams kind of feeling each other out, and it's just going to result in a draw. Um, especially since, you know, if Caicedo goes to one of these two teams, he'll play, but it's like, what is... You know, he hasn't played with them before. We'll see how it goes. Uh I'll go one one. I think Sala scores. That'll be a little prediction there. You can tuck away.
1: Yeah, I think this is <laughs> this is one of those games where it's like, okay, on paper it should be a great game, but in reality nil nil. It's
0: not gonna be yeah. That's it was one one or nil nil is what I was gonna go with. <laughs> Yeah. Sam, Witz, who's more likely to score, Lukaku or Ziyech? Ziyech. Did you see that Pochettino just said that Lukaku has to train on his own to keep away negativity?
1: Yeah, apparently <laughs> Pochettino's big into like the vibes and the spirit and the energy,
0: which is fantastic because who would ever let Lukaku anywhere near those guys? If I said I'm talking to a player, I'd be like, "Actually, don't talk to him, yeah, otherwise I'll away. just drop you." <laughs> I can't believe. Uh, Man you, and Wolves to wrap it up on Monday. Sam, what's the vibe for this game? I don't know. Does, this Gaz, is... does Gaz go to Old Trafford and do the unthinkable? That would be amazing. And I my would true love it, question too, is: March. Is our boy Dan Bentley gonna start over Jose Saw? I doubt it, but I I'd like it. to think. I would like to. I would like to dream.
1: I don't think so. You know, Gaz and his uh, Brazilian keepers.
0: Yeah. Well, good thing that Jose saw his Portuguese, but...
1: Yeah, Portuguese, Brazilian, you yeah. know.
0: Same, same difference.
1: Same colony. Uh,
0: yeah, I don't know. What if what if Man lose this and their whole thing is that they just, like, suck to start the year? I would love it. But
1: I don't think... Also, we will. knew we didn't talk
0: about official... Well, we kind of talked about it last pod, but the Onana signing technically becoming official... Yeah. And then he got chipped in his, like, second game for midfield. And, man, you fans trying to play it down like it's nothing. like, so, we see this a lot. This is what happens with sweeper keepers. It's like, you would see it, like, maybe with Neuer, like, once every, like, five years. And he's, like, the most extreme version of it. Well, guys is going to like, trip him. I was going to say, you... You just signed this guy, and two games in, he he just got chipped and made like an error, and now you're defending him. It's weird. Also, did we talk about Johnny Evans signed for Man U? <laughs> I saw <laughs> it. I was like, well, what
1: is this? When did this he, happen?
0: He played in like a preseason friendly. I think the one against Wrexham. I was like, wow, why did they do that? <laughs> um, Fred's gonna be sold. We didn't talk about that.
1: Yeah, I don't mind that. Johnny
0: Vandebeck's gonna last longer than McTominay. I That's saw awesome. he was
1: gonna. He was rumored to Spain.
0: I could see it. Mason Greenwood like bringing his child on the pitch at training and there's like a coach holding it. Man, you just has weird vibes right now. I don't Very like it. I'm weird fully, vibes. Fully out. Um, with that said, I think they win this game 1-0. And
1: it's not
0: me. convincing. Which is not good because Wolves are stinky. Yes. You have a bold prediction for the week, Sam? My bold prediction is it's not even bold, but I, I'm saying Salah scores for Liverpool.
1: I think my bold prediction is just that Sheffield United will win the game.
0: <laughs> that is pretty bold. I don't think many people have that down. Yeah. So. All right. Anything else? Any last predictions you'd like to give? Any last I, could I give an Arsenal one real quick? Sure. I think Florian Balligan stays in the Premier League. I don't know if they just loan him with an option to buy or if they just sell him. Outright, but I think he stays in the Premier League. I just don't know which team. I think it's going to be like out of nowhere. And we're like, oh, shit.
1: West Ham has been rumored.
0: Yeah, I don't see West Ham doing it. West Ham's owners are rearing their ugly head. They, They had good player acquisition for a while, for like three, four years. And now they're just like, remember when we were like terrible owners? I think we go back to that now. <laughs> they're like, let's do that. Yeah. Let's let West Ham fin- fans live in like a alternate reality. Like they went in a coma. And it's like, yeah, we won a European trophy and we had a player worth 100 million pounds. Now we're back to being West Ham. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's how I feel. Any closing thoughts, Sam, before we go? And we go enjoy the Premier League.
1: Yeah, I don't think I have any more bold predictions. I think I used up all my prediction juice on the uh, top ten. Good. So yeah.
0: good. All right, another fantastic episode. We will be back next week, recapping the games from Match Day One and previewing Match Day Two games. Yes, sir. All right, Sam. Adios, mis amigos. Sayonara.